If you want heaps good history, a little touch of mystery, with lots of hilarity, it's Adelol. Welcome to Adelol, the heaps good history podcast where we share stories from South Australia's unique and often hilarious history. My name's Dan, I'm a born and bred South Aussie, and I tell a story to my good mate Tom, That's me. who moved here in 2003 from the UK at the age of 15. He brings a touch of the outsider's perspective and a dog. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that was Blaze the dog. Hey, Blaze. Haven't shaken herself. All right. How's things? Yeah, good, mate. How's good. things with you? Yeah, really good. Beer of the episode. Oh, we're back on our old mates from the uh, Goodison Brewery. Yeah, the Goodison Brewery. Brewery. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, These guys are good. Yeah, they're really good. So um, we're going for the Goodison Brewery Pale Ale. Whoop, whoop. Um, obviously, you know, we'll find out today if it can compete with the most famous and legendary of South Australian pale owls. Oh, yeah. What would that be? That would be the, uh, 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 Prancing Pony. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, cool. Let's go. Oh, you got your fancy bottle opener? Yeah. There we go. Right. Eins und zwei. Dankeschön, Thomas. Cheers. Das ist gut. So, we are here on a Sunday. Sundow. Mm. Do you know what that means when I say those words? Um, the $2 man. Uh, no. Okay. Okay. So you 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 not being from here, you might not know. No, no, no. These been out the the guy that was like two dollars. No, no, no. That's the Cunningham Warehouse guy. Oh, he probably deserves right. his own podcast. Yes. This was from a man who sold carpets. Oh, that's right. And he goes, I already said Sunday, Sunday. That's right. Yeah, so, I remember. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Sundays. So the, the two ads have got blended in my brain because I was I yeah around the here, same time around the same time I moved here. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Cool. Okay. So this is the story of. Bob Francis. Okay. Do you know who Bob Francis is? Um, no. Okay, good. Father Bob? No, no, it's not Father Bob. Although John Saffron gets a mention in this story. Excellent. Got to get a mention in the story. That's what you're saying. Uh, That's my John Saffron impersonation. People used to say oh, I look like John Saffron. Really? Before I became like fat and old. <laughs> um, when I was a young man, people yeah. would say that I look like John Saffron. I, I don't like know John why. Saffron. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Robert Neville Francis was born <laughs> called Bob. Bob Francis was yep. born in Cairo, Egypt, in 1939. The Cairo, Egypt. The Cairo, Egypt. Okay. He excellent. was in denial. Ah, excellent. he was known yeah. for his work on South Australian talkback radio at Five AA. Excellent. Ringing any bells? I know what Five AA is. Well, yeah. It's like a horrible. Yeah, it's an old person station. Yeah, ba- baby people, angry, people, people, angry. People ring up and complain about things. Yeah. Bob Francis is the one who invented, or he bought Talkback Radio to, to South Australia. To so Australia. So people ringing up, not South Australia, okay. Australia. So people ringing up, being like, "Look, look, I got an opinion on the new REH. Look, it looks, look, it looks, it looks nice, but it's got chimneys coming out the top, <laughs> and there's smoke coming out the chimneys. Look, I'm just trying to say, smoke coming out of a new hospital doesn't. It's not a good look, is it? And then, and the and the Talkback and the per, yeah. the radio presenter's like, "Oh, that's an excellent point. That's an excellent point, Janice. Yeah, thanks for your call." Uh, we'll speak to you again next Wednesday. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. So yeah, five double A, angry baby boomer station. Yeah, uh, but Bob's family moved to Adelaide in 1947, and he made his radio debut at Good station five DN in 1957. War's over. Get on the radio. I know. Well, actually, Bob worked as a war correspondent during the Vietnam War. Um, he won a TV Logie Award in 1975 and was awarded an Honour of Australia medal for his services to charity. So, Which charity? Mm, that's the thing. The Bob Francis charity. Okay. One of those dodgy mm. charities that the uh, American politicians set up. You know the yeah, ones. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He introduced uh, Talkback Radio to Australia 
and he's talk- not just South Australia. No, to Australia. He was like pioneer of talkback radio in Australia. And his pro his talkback program was that was like his most popular program. Okay, and that was on five double A. This aired on five double A between eight PM and twelve PM on weekdays and was rated as Adelaide's most popular talkback program. Most popular radio channel for people to just call up and have ever, oh, and we're going to get to so many of those Tom just Excellent. you wait and Excellent. see and it, this I love this because it's not just about Bob I think it says a lot about the South Australian community as a whole they wanted more clairvoyance didn't they <laughs> every call get John Nash on the case to see why the RAH has taken so long look Bring I think the reason, Nash. I think the reason why the REH is taking so long to get finished is because the Beaumont children are buried in the concrete we need to get a clairvoyant to come down here and find them Compilates is oh no, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Until August uh, 2013, uh, Francis hosted the radio show uh, 8pm to midnight every weekday and generally got between 24 and 28% of the evening radio audience at this time. So that's huge. That's, yeah, that's He's massive. like killing it in the radio. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Francis hosted his own radio show on 5AA from 1985 to 2013 and was the station's longest serving employee. All up, he completed 57 years of radio. So that's a really wow. long time. Really long time. So 57 years of his life, he was working in radio. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. Cool. Okay. As opposed to like 57 years of just him on the radio. <laughs> just really, like his total radio really, time. Really, really tired. Man. Added up to 57 years. <laughs> in 1964, at just 25 years of age, another good year. While working as a radio DJ, Bob Francis put together a petition. Of 80,000 signatures, which ended up persuading the Beatles to change their itinerary and visit Adelaide in their 1964 tour. Solid effort. 18,000 signatures. 80,000. 80,000. So think Adelaide Oval for a port game twice. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Four times. (laughs) The event... Have you have you seen the pictures of like the sixty four Beatles coming to SA? This is another did, Adelaide. Did they actually come to Adelaide? Because I, I was under the impression that they. Oh no, hang on. I'm getting confused with Boy George here. This is this may be the first time that the Beatles have been confused with Boy George. I do know that Boy George couldn't play a show in Adelaide, so came and just like stood in the mall and just like greeted his fans and said like, you know, I love to be here, but I can't play a show. I didn't know that. That's, yeah. I've got to do one on that. And in my mind, the Beatles had done something similar. No. Like they didn't actually come and play. They just kind of visited and said hello, and then they went. No, the Beatles played two shows here, I think. Okay, well, but that's awesome. it was insane. Like, I've got to show you the footage or the pictures. It's insane. The event attracted 300,000 to the city for their arrival. Um, this is 1960. This is 1964. Four, so there were only 350,000 people in Adelaide at that point. <laughs> I think this is still, we were still at this time, a very much a conservative, um, uh, you know, seen as a conservative and laid back city. Yeah. 300,000 people to an event still in the city are. was huge. Yeah, um, crazy. And this is one of the largest events in the history of South Australia. And it actually signaled the official start of what's known now as Beatlemania. Yeah, right. Okay. It was just, yeah, Beatlemania started here in Adelaide, South Australia. That's amazing. So, and so, like, when the Beatles got here, with an expectation that, you know, like they were coming to some sleepy kind of small Australia's biggest country town, which is yeah. how I would describe Adelaide. And they were just getting mobbed by people and yeah. people and they were probably just thinking, help, I need, I need somebody. <laughs> Not just anybody. 
That's really good. And, you know, they they were here for such a long time. It was, um, you know, just working throughout 24 yeah, well, hours. Well, yeah, hang really... on. They were 48 hours of here. They played two shows. Yeah. That's, uh, that's hard a... day's night, mate. Oh, that's what I was going to say, you sack of shit. <laughs> they were working like dogs. Uh... And they should have been sleeping like logs, but we've got to give the fans what they want. So he, Bob introduced... Lucy was there. <laughs> She was in the sky, I think. She was on Oh, plane. that's right. She was in the sky with Diamond. Neil yeah. Diamond. Yeah, yeah. That's um, right. And his yeah. cousins. Yeah. Um, so he was the, also the one, because he got them here, yep. Bob introduced them to the crowd. Um, that's amazing. Francis said this was his proudest moment. Did Bob get up there and have a bit of a twist and shout? <laughs> he, he introduced them, and he said his proudest moment was helping lure the Beatles to Adelaide in 1964. Quote, it just went on and on and on. They were fabulous guys, though. No bullshit about them. No great demands, and the four of them would just be sitting around talking, joking, and just waiting to go on. Doing a shitload of drugs. Oh, so many drugs. Yeah. How good would that I don't have know if the Beatles were hard into drugs in Not 1964. Not then. It's, it's more the... Yeah. More the um, that came later. After Sgt. Pepper's was 67, I think, and I think that's yeah, when that's they kind of that's when yeah. they yeah, yeah. really started. Oh, Sgt. Pepper's one of my favourite albums of all. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, love it. I, you're going to hate me for this, but I not, I'm not massively... Like big fan of the Beatles. That's all right. You're you're, you're just a young, you're younger than me, Tom. <laughs> so being the king of radio, when radio was king, um, he was it in a bit. Um, oh, about big time, big time. And so he met so many superstars along the way. He was instrumental in revolutionising dance clubs and teenage clubs um, in Adelaide, and bringing rock artists like the Rolling Stones, the Beach Boys, Roy Orbison, Johnny O'Keefe the to Beach perform Boys. in yeah. Adelaide. Oh, in that's Adelaide. amazing. That's good. So he called it as he saw it. He always did, and he always did until you know throughout the radio as well. Yeah, to the end. Whilst he described the, he had a bit of foresight as well. As I did a bit of um, digging on him. While he described the Beatles as a group of nice young men, Bob Francis said... Now, this was years ago. Yeah. This was in, like, the 90s. Bob Francis said, Comedian Bill Cosby was a professional in front of the camera, but, quote, a real bastard when it was turned off. Ah. <laughs> Maybe he got one of uh, Cosby's special drinks. Yeah, that's right. He, uh, the Cosby special. Bob, you have a drink with me. That's my Bill the Cosby. The <laughs> All in all, look, Bob Francis did a lot for South Australia, mm-hmm. and he was a really good dude. Like I said, a lot of work for charity, raised over $50 million, and yep. like a pioneer of South Australia's music scene, um, the people, and just always fighting for what he believed he was right. Yep. But Bob was loved and hated in equal measure. Okay. For good reason. <laughs> Well, he didn't care. Because when he found himself in times of trouble, Mother Mary would come to him. <laughs> so, he was a controversial guy, to say the oh, least. Oh, yes. To say okay. the very when least. when it gets good, right? The very least. Because up to this point, he's just a nice guy that he's I want to cheer He's just a nice guy. For. He's like, look, I've bought the Beatles to SA. Yeah, I'm the king of yeah. this town. I want to believe that this guy is, is out for the, be- the best interests of everybody. And what you're going to tell me now is going to turn that on its head, isn't it? Bob was notoriously famous for shooting his mouth off at just everything and anyone. Excellent. This included... Well, he had to go at Bill Cosby. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> come on, who, man. Who isn't a greater hero to, uh, to all pe- persons than... Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. Um, this included... Yeah, he hated asylum seekers, doll bludgers, journalists. Judge, that's understandable. Judges. Black people, if, he, if his judgment of Bill Cosby is anything to go with. And uh, even his listeners. 
Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Yeah, so that's the one segment of you know people you really want to alienate when, yeah. when you are a celebrity of sorts. Francis Top- Beatles are welcome. <laughs> people from the Middle East that come here on boats, no, less welcome. Get rid of them. Francis topped the ratings in his late night slot for many years, but he was frequently in trouble with the authorities. Okay. Okay. In 1995, he famously called back to bring back public hangings and have them at Adelaide Oval. So, uh, but hang on. You said he was, he first moved here in 1947. Yeah. And he was already, how old then? Uh, He would have been... Ten-ish? And he was a war correspondent in the Vietnam War, so... So he like in 47. Late, late 60s, 7, like, you know, mid to mid to late 60s and early yep. 70s. So I'm guessing by 95, he's just a miserable old fucker. Yeah, so it's he, got nothing to do with him. Like, he probably just descended to that point. Like, yeah. he wouldn't have actually got on the radio in ni- the 1960s and slagged off asylum seekers, but he just... I'm not, I'm not defending him. Mm. But I'm just saying, you know how some people, like, as they get older, oh, you just, just get become fucking miserable? Yeah. yeah. He became 5AA's demographic. Okay. Like, that's yeah, what yeah, he yeah. turned okay. into. Okay. And that's why he was so popular. In yeah, right. Time. So by the 90s, like, he was, like, 5AA was it in a bit, playing yeah. the Beatles, bringing yep. the Beatles to SA, like, yep. the pop station. Um, but by the 90s, he's, uh, well, he's, he's old um, and just cranky. So yeah. this is where it gets really, amazing. Really fun. This yep. is where it gets amazing. So, in 1995, he called for public hangings to be brought back and had well, at Adelaide Oval. All right. Well, hang on. A- a- Adelaide Oval? Yeah, just have a hanging at Adelaide Oval. So, okay. go see the footy. For what kind of crimes? Uh, mainly, you know, the ones that everyone hates, like pedophilia, rape, um, things like that. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and obviously, the listeners on 5AA are like, yeah, fuck yeah, this is awesome. So, not the victimless crimes, like people downloading, like, Napster. <laughs> he... Re- in 1995. No, 1995. He's like, public hangings? What, for like rape and murder? No. People that download Napster, scum. People downloading my show on the internet when they should be listening on 5AA. And, and rallying against asylum seekers. Uh, in, this is one of his biggest uh, controversies, though. In February 2005, 5AA were found guilty by the country's peak broadcasting regulator regarding comments made in regard to Aboriginals oh, on Francis's God. program. Now, now, his Wikipedia article states, quote, it is unknown what the comments were. How can it be unknown if, it's, if, it's, if it was on the radio? It is unknown what the comments were. But if it was on the radio, then it's public record. Like, there should be recordings. Just that they were likely to have incited or pep- perpetrated hatred against Aboriginal people. But like you said, oh, I'm like, God. this has to be on record somewhere. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I did a little bit of digging. Did a little bit of digging. Um, and I found the transcript for the show. This is where it gets fun. So when it says on Wikipedia that it was unknown, it's, that's, not, it's not unknown. That's a complete it's lie. It's just someone who couldn't put it in there or one of his mates who didn't want this brought out. And okay, all Which, right. Look, it's fair enough because he's just an old guy. Um, yeah, but he's, yeah. He's I don't know. A, just like just being like just being an old guy who like it's a, oh I'm an old guy and I bought the Beatles <laughs> to South Australia so like that makes it okay for me to just disparage an entire race of people. The topic of discussion is the 2005 Redfern riots. Do you remember this at all? Um, Redfern's in Sydney, sort of. Yes, Sydney CBD. I think yes. um, basically a young Aboriginal man was 
killed at the hands of police or something along those yes, lines. Yes. And basically the town said, well, we've been treated this way for yep. years. Well, for many, yep. many years since the so, 1700s. Yeah, and so, so uh, fuck uh, yeah. you guys. Death, deaths in, like, Aboriginal deaths in custody is still like way higher than white way deaths in custody. And yeah, like, yeah, yep. Yep. So, so they're just basically pissed off as, as you would be. So some highlights from the show, Tom. I'll start with uh, Bob's intro. Okay. Quote. We now get to pick apart like the ra- like the the rants of of like a, a grumpy racist <laughs> old man who doesn't know anything. Cool. Some highlights, Tom. Bob's it's intro. like shooting fish in a barrel. The Aboriginal elders. Have a listen to this. Listen, listen, sit and listen. Put your ears close to the radio. The Aboriginal elders in Sydney have called the riots in Sydney a display of grief. <laughs> How dare you call it a display of grief, you dirty, rotten bastards. Display of grief in your bum. (laughs) In your bum. Strong start. Strong start. Okay. (laughs) Right. So... Not off to the best start. No, not really. No, yeah, it's, not yeah, really. It's okay. and, and, like, and this is a, a situation where there's already a riot, like a race riot <laughs> in Sydney. There's a lot going on. Let's just put some fuel on that fire. It's like, you know, like, there, there's a race riot and it's, and it's happening. You know, it, it's unpleasant in the way it plays out, but it's happening for a whole myriad of reasons. The best thing to do is get on the radio <laughs> and just have a go at black have people. Have a go. Have a go at black people. So then he invites the... No- Smart choice. The no- <laughs> He invites the nocturnal folk of the South Australia public to call up and discuss the issue. Now, this is where it really starts kicking off. Okay. Because Bob's, Bob's cranky at the situation for whatever reason. Yep. But the South Australian public is the South Australian public. So what they want is a clairvoyant <laughs> to come out and explain to them why Aboriginal people are mad. That's right, because it's not clear as day. Yeah. The first few callers... I think the Aboriginal people are mad. Because the Beaumont children are buried in concrete <laughs> under the old under the old Royal Adelaide Hospital. Someone needs to go in there and dig them up. Let's stick to the real issues here, Bob. Yeah. The first few callers call for bulldozing all of Redfern, and Bob stating he doesn't care about the people there. Bulldoze Redfern. <laughs> check for the Beaumont children. While you're there, get up all the concrete. Mix it up good. Bring it up. Bring up the concrete. Check for the check for the Beaumont children, and um, and we'll go from there. Then a guy called Gary calls in. Oh, Gaza. Gaza. Of course. And after a discussion stating Aboriginals, quote, aren't prepared to work, he moves on. Based on what? (laughs) Anecdotal, just Aboriginals aren't prepared prepared to work. work. Based on no, just his his feeling, just his vibe. It's the vibe of the thing. I had a chat with a clairvoyant. Hasn't got his socks on yet. He's not prepared for work. Aboriginals (laughs) are not prepared to roll up their sleeves and look for the Beaumont children. (laughs) And as a result, I can only conclude that they don't give a shit. Gary moves on to feeling, quote, sorry for the poor bloody police, which is fair enough because 40 officers were injured. But then Gary commented this, quote, I tell you what, mate, if I was a copper over there and had emptied a few... uh, a few rounds of my firearm, mate, let me tell you, I wouldn't have missed any of them. So Gary just wants to <clears throat> hunt wow. black people. Yeah. And and I'm guessing that Bob at this point wasn't like, Gary, that's too far. No, Get it off. doesn't come till later. <laughs> he lets a lot of stuff go through. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's shocking. It's now, you see, like, because let's, let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say it's live radio and he can't control 
what firstly you got you you've got to like vet people before you let them on yeah, yeah. but he gets on there and says that and it's like you haven't managed that or controlled that very well you've got to shut him down straight away he doesn't do that he just no, like lets no. the guy oh that's no, just... in a lot of situations though like, yeah, yeah i hear you I hear you. Yeah, okay. no, like, I, I'm not sure if he said I hear you in that one. But no, after, uh, no, after you, that one, I remember yeah, yeah, he's like, well, no, you can't do that because that's where things become uh, very complicated. Like that's Oh, that's, that's when things become complicated. <laughs> yeah. Once you kill a bunch of people um, of the same race, right, uh, right. that's when things become complicated. So we invade a country, we destroy a culture, <laughs> multiple cultures, because, you know, over 150 different language groups in, uh, for Aboriginal people in Australia, uh, you know, hundreds of different nations. Uh, we, we come in, we wreck that, um, we, we play them off against each other, classic divide and conquer, we treat them like shit, um, lowest life expectancy, and, oh, like, you know, for, yeah. for like Indigenous people in any OE, OECD countries um brutalize them destroy their culture treat them like crap um get on the radio and say they don't want to work but if you shoot one of them that's when it becomes complicated. don't want to do that fuck load of massacres go go back and look at history like savage brutality right there but um if you shoot one of them now in 1995 that's going to make things complicated yeah all right then anton, solid analysis bob then anton calls in i've got bob's reply for this one as well Anton calls in, stating, These hapless, useless, lazy people, if they don't like the system which supports them, which gives them medical health, which gives them education, which gives them housing, if they don't bloody like it, why don't they go back to the bloody bush? That's not a very nice thing to say about no, the police. <laughs> hang, on, who, who side, who's, hang on, who side's Anton? Uh, yeah, uh, it's hard. It's hard to gauge, isn't it? Oh, no, I've figured it out from Bob's reply. Uh, right, Bob yeah. replies with, well, you see, that would be classified as being very, uh, very racist. But I've allowed you to. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> He's like, "Gonna have to stop you there, mate." I think some of what you just said might be construed as racism. But I've allowed you to say it because I know that the majority of people in Australia think exactly the same way you do. <laughs> so he's talked to the majority of people in Australia. Yeah, he's, and he yeah. knows Anton. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Of course. And I'm sick of people being so bloody kind and nice and pleasant and being, you know, politically correct about the whole situation. So what he's saying is he wants to be the opposite of kind and nice, yeah. essentially. I don't, want to, I don't want to be kind and nice and pleasant. And um, <laughs> let's, not, let's not kind of have any sort of sensitivity to the history and, and the kind of the complex nature of this situation. Let's just have a go at people because uh, I, I believe... <laughs> I believe it's what the majority of Australians well, want. If you believe it, then it must be well, true. It must be You're true, on the Bob. radio. Yeah, and you bought the Beatles to, to Adelaide in 1964. So, obviously. However, Bob, you never found those Vermont children, did you? Nah, uh, well. What were you doing in that? Yeah. Look, as Gladys said, <laughs> someone needs to dig up the concrete beneath the REH and get a clairvoyant in to have a real look at things. And when we can't think it could go any further downhill. <clears throat> it jo- goes further downhill? John calls in. Oh, John. John is like, like, it's all been building up to John. It's, it's all, it's, yeah. This is John's, well, this is where we go. Well, Bob, Bob was born in Cairo, so he understands it's like a pyramid, right? You, yeah, you, you, you lay the foundation and you've got to work it up. You've got to Sorry. build it, build up to the tip of the pyramid, to the very <laughs> the, the, the pointy end of things, which is Jono, with, yeah. his, with his perfect analysis of, uh, of, of the situation. Hit me with it. John calls in, introduces himself, and says he wants to talk about, quote, black fellows. <laughs> black fellows. Black fellows, politically correct term. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, right. But 
Bob's sick and tired of being political. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Black, black fellas is cool. That flies. Yep. John says he's been served by an Aboriginal person at the Centrelink office in Catherine because, quote, it has to be blacks. Got the idea? Bob laughs and says, yeah, yeah, that's right. I understand your point. So, so John's a doll budger, from my understanding. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, one of them yeah. was working and served me. Yeah, How yeah. about that? I did see one in Centrelink. Like, the fascinating thing about this situation, Gaz from before, Aboriginal people don't want to work. Jono, a white guy, presumably, <laughs> who isn't doing any work, is whinging about the fact that he's gone into a Centrelink in... Catherine. Catherine. <laughs> And been served by an Aboriginal man who has a job, <laughs> yeah. because presumably he wants to work. <laughs> oh, Bob laughs and says, "Yeah, yeah, I understand your point." So I'm guessing the point here, like the the racial way around this, is like, well, because so many Aboriginal people collect Centrelink money, it has to be Aboriginal per- people working there giving them. I the thought money. he was trying to say because there's so many Aboriginal people living in Catherine. No, no, no. That they I have to give mission... some of them a job. I thought which, that is... which, 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 yeah, of course. Well, that could be it as well. Well, yeah. But I'm like, I'm thinking like the racial undertones is kind of like, well, yeah, so many of them are collecting Centrelink, so let's give them jobs anyway at Centrelink. So, but then John, the guy who describes them as blackfellows, is collecting Centrelink. Get Gaz on the line though. Gaz will come back because Gaz, because Gaz, 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 be Gaz, Gaz, Gaz's assessment was none of them want to work, and we we now have we now have evidence that one of them has a job. So like, what's fly, what's, Gaz. what's what's Gaz got to say? Gaz wins five double A's trip of the week to Catherine. Well, and well he gets to see an Aboriginal person work. I don't think Gaz should win. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. just to, but Gaz shouldn't win anything because his 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 assessment was that none of them want to work, but we've got one that does. Shortly afterwards, John states. Quote, give a black fellow a house and he'll burn it down. <laughs> That's oh, his quote. God. I, I think John's <laughs> the kind of person that's fixated on burning things down, yeah. like, namely like crosses on people's lawns. Bob responded with, uh, no, mate, I won't allow you to talk like that. Sorry. Well, okay. So, so he's so finally... said sorry. I guess it's sorry day for John. Now you see, like with radio, though, that's the thing. It's like there's always a producer who vets the callers before they like supposed to be. There's a the producer yeah. who vets the calls before they come in. So my understanding is that like the producers looked at what Bob's like signing off on. Mm. He's like they've had two people that have called in and just like blatantly like racially abused people, and he's gone, all right, well, or or her could have been a female producer has gone, okay, well he's let these people fly. Let's just find another, <laughs> uh, an even more extreme character. And then the, uh, the, the switchboard's lighting up and they're uh, uh, yep, yep, yep. Well, that's we, what they want. You're on 5AA before I put you through to Bob. What's your view of Aboriginal people? <laughs> oh, I reckon they burned down a bloody house. Wicked, you're going through. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll put you on the air right now. Aboriginal people. I believe the uh, correct terminology is black nah, fellows. not like, interested. Okay, <laughs> you're getting on the air. Yep, yeah. Yeah. In 2005... <sighs> So that was the that was the issue that landed five double in a lot of hot water. Well, but but the comments that were made were unknown, Tom. Oh yeah, they'll okay. never be unknown. known. Yeah, yeah. It's not like anyone known, could yeah. do some fucking research. Yeah, yeah. In October two thousand and five, Francis was involved in another legal issue after making some inflammatory comments about a senior magistrate live on air while commenting on a case involving Robert John Walker, who'd been charged with possessing child pornography. Side note, don't ever Google Robert John Walker if you don't want or, to feel... Or, or child pornography. <laughs> don't Google yeah. that either. Pro tip. Yep. Don't ever Google... <laughs> Did you think I was going to say that? <laughs> no, you're like, he was having child pornography, don't Google his name. I'm like, don't Google child pornography no, either. what Robert John Walker does. Just, what, a, just a pro tip for accessing the internet. 
Anyway, Bob described the magist- magistrate's decision to hear a bail application, which is required by law yeah, in this yeah, instance, yeah. as irresponsible and made comments for people to uh, calling for people to smash the judge's face in. <laughs> Smash the judge's face in. Smash his face in. Yeah. It's like as he gets older, (laughs) he just becomes like more like cantankerous and like grumpy. And like starts off in 95 just being like, don't like Aboriginal people. (laughs) Gets to like 2005, he's like, they'll burn down a house. Gets to like a couple of years later, he's like, smash... A magistrate's face in. It's you like it's like he's trying to get fired. It's like you know one of those people. It's like George Costanza. It's like George Costanza. Yeah. It's it's like you, you you really don't like your job, but you know that if you get fired, you know, it's just like but so he's been here forty years by this point. Yeah, so he's probably like, it's like oh, he's been. It, he's, I want. he's like, I'll do it. But also, like, it's like I don't want to quit because, like, that would be admitting defeat. <laughs> I would rather get fired. So I'm just going to keep elevating it and see how far I can get to the point where he's like. Smash a magistrate's face in. Not just a magistrate. This particular magistrate, find him and smash his fucking face in. Oh my god. Here's his address. <laughs> this is where his kids go to school. Find him and smash his face in. I'm not going to let you know where the magistrate's court is. <laughs> yeah. But if you can find it, yeah. yeah. Smash someone's face Smash face it, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, he later issued a public apology. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> and uh, presumably kept his job at 5AA. Of course he did. Oh, Despite yeah. the apology, Francis has... Oh, so to... we've already, just just for the record, we've already, like, <laughs> alienated the advertiser. We're about to also, like... <laughs> and alien... Bob Francis has so many mates, like Keith oh. Conlon and Amanda Blair, so we're just gone. So. Oh, well, oh. No, no one was listening to us anyway. No, this is... 4,000 people, apparently, last oh, month. Oh, loving it. 4,000 listeners. Despite the apology, Francis had to appear in court over the comments... Didn't have the same magistrate. The same, that would be amazing. <laughs> he didn't have a He's like, I'm not court. going anywhere. I'm went... sitting here. Step across and smash my face in. <laughs> he just went to court to smash his like, oh, face Oh, look, um, I was just joking. I'm not going to allow you to talk like that. <laughs> uh, look, w- when, when you hand me my sentence, could you just come a little closer within, yeah. <laughs> within yeah, arm's just... distance? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, take, take, that, take that wig off as well. <laughs> um, so in August 2006, Francis was found guilty for the comments he made. Uh, and was sentenced to jail for nine weeks and fined $20,000 on a suspended sentence. Jail for nine weeks? Yeah, I know. Um, but suspended sentence. Put 18, him in a cell with a young Aboriginal man and, you know, let him talk to him. 18-month good behaviour bond. So, oh, what the hell? I know. After being found guilty, Francis and the radio station faced then a defamation lawsuit from the magistrate who, who accepted an offer of around $60,000, which was paid by 5AA. So Bob's like, smash this guy's face in. The radio station's like, ah, we'll take care of it. It's cool. Wow. Yeah. After this incident, Francis was banned from drinking alcohol on hair. And from smashing <laughs> any, anyone's face. Hang on, he was, what? <laughs> hey, was, he, was he drunk? When yeah, he... he used to take wine into the studio and just swig on a bottle. And um... so, Well, that, expl- that accounts for why he's just like, <laughs> smash a judge's face in. Uh, yeah. Well, after we have, you know, we do a couple of episode runs, we have a few Goodison uh, brewery yeah, but we're not insu- <laughs> we, Look, we're not on here telling people to smash a judge's face in or like, you know, making, jo- make, making inappropriate jokes about sort of, you know... <laughs> Oh, we'd never childhood make trauma it, or something like never that. Make yeah. An inappropriate joke. Yeah. Two thousand and five, the same year, <sighs> along with these two controversies plus another big one I'll get to later. Francis was inducted to the Australian Radio Hall of Fame at the Australian Commercial Radio Awards. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> the what? very same year, he's like letting people call black fellows on air and 
telling people to smash judges' faces. Surely in. you'd put a disclaimer on that, though. Wouldn't you? You'd be like, fifty-seven years, uh, fifty-seven years working radio. If he can, if he can get through the next three years without asking people to smash a judge in the face or disparaging an entire race of people, we'll give him a lifetime achievement award when he gets to sixty years. We're not going to in the same year, in the <laughs> same year that he that he did both of those things. We're, we're not going to give him an award. You would think that they would hold off. Just, just hold off a minute. Because people, people have short memories. Oh, yeah. You so, just, like, he oh, behaves just... himself for three years. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, all right, he's still, he's still a dickhead. He still said those things. Oh. But wait three years and then give him the award. Yeah. But in the same year, I know. Same that, year. that's full Plus on. one other one, which I'll get to later, which we have some audio for. So he's like, now I've got the award. <laughs> I can like, tell you what oh, I really think. <laughs> in 2007... <laughs> Francis was uh. involved in an accident which he broke his leg after falling off his scooter trying to f- avoid a dog. <laughs> trying to avoid a dog? It was later revealed that he was drink driving and well over of the legal limit was. at the time of the incident. That was his... I was trying to avoid a dog. Uh, I was trying to... Had you taken wine in the studio again, I'll smash your face. <laughs> you bloody judge bastard. <laughs> he called himself a bloody idiot. And he said the only reason he was drinking is because his boss offered him an ongoing contract. I find it amazing he didn't get an ongoing contract for, for 57 50 years. <laughs> and he's like, it's been 57 years. I finally, finally got, got an got award. It. Finally got an award. And uh, they've offered me an ongoing contract. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do something I never do. I'm going to neck a bottle of wine in the studio. I'm going to have a go at Aboriginal people. I'm going to drive myself home on the scooter. Uh, no hopefully, hopefully there's no dogs in the road. In t- June 2012... Francis was suspended for a month by 5AA following comments he made about asylum seekers. Oh, my God. Quote. Quote. Because he is 5AA's demographic. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, he's yeah. just a, a grumpy old racist fucker. He's like, yes. Yeah. Bugger the boat, people. As far as I'm concerned, they can... Literally bugger them. Like... <laughs> as far as I'm Smash concerned. their faces in whilst buggering them. If you see your boat person, smash the face. <laughs> smash them on starboard. I hope they bloody drown on their way out here. In my opinion, they are not welcome here. Francis later verbally attacked the journalist who reported this incident. How dare she? Yeah, how dare she do her job? <laughs> Saying, can you believe that... Surprising it wasn't written up in the advertiser. Can but you, you believe know, that not everyone in the, in the media is like as corrupt and insensitive <laughs> as me? Yeah. Can you believe this bloody bitch in the Australian? Some smart-ass dickhead woman wrote me up in the paper this morning. Smash her face in. <laughs> When asked by the paper why he had made the comments, he remarked, because I felt like it, and then told them Because to... I do what I want. <laughs> he's, just, he's drunk. He's, he's drunk, drunk he's whilst, drunk. like, it's awesome. he's, he's, like awesome. he's got a bottle of wine in his hand whilst they're interviewing him. He's like, I do what I want. <laughs> he then told them to, quote, get fucked. <laughs> he is just, he is running his own shitty little podcast, <laughs> but given 28% of the audience... <laughs> It's, it's like just people can say like whatever they want on a podcast, like what we're doing. Like we're not going to get in trouble with this shit because no one's listening. Yeah, but yeah. he's like got all of South Australia listening because yeah. Also, we're not we're up. not having a go at we're not well we're having a go at Bob Francis, but we're not we're not having a go at like you know people based on their race or the fact that they're trying to like you know seek asylum or the fact that they're doing their job as a journalist <laughs> reporting on our like excessive drinking and and hitting dogs with our scooter or attempting to not hit a dog with a scooter. Smash that bloody dog's face in. Smash that bloody mongrel's face in. 
He was always entertaining and controversial. But I thought I'd say... But that's if, the thing, though. Like, that's why people listen to these things. I, I, used, I remember growing up, yeah. um, I would listen as a kid to Bob Because they're Price. like, oh, what's Bob going to say tonight? It, Put him on. Yeah, Put the radio on. Yeah. But it wasn't the Bob I would listen for. I think it, a lot of his kind of um, wit or whatever kind of flew over my head uh, when I was in my sort of um, mid to late teens. But I would listen to him for the callers just thinking like... How hilarious are these people that have no life just calling up yeah, and yeah. just getting plastered. <laughs> and you're, you're sitting there listening to it, not even like calling up. <laughs> <laughs> these sad bastards. One of his most controversial acts also happened in 2005, the same year he won the award. Okay, of course. Um, uh, also one of the most controversial acts by any Australian talk show host. Oh, okay. So this is, this is, this is like, yeah. this goes beyond Alan. Um, no, oh. I, yeah, I don't think it does, but it seems, seems to roll a lot of people up for some reason, perhaps because it made it to media watch, which I'll get to in a bit. Excellent. Okay. Um, happened on 27th of December, September, 2005. Sorry, I've had too much wine in the studio. Hope you don't ban me. From oh that. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Hope you don't ban me from talking about the just black as long as you Just as long as you don't start accusing people of, Accusing black people of burning down houses and, and having a go at judges and saying we should smash them in the face. Don't tell me what to do. I'll smash your fucking face. Oh, oh you bloody mongrel. <laughs> Getting on my scooter before, to go home. In 2005, whilst talking to an elderly female listener, Constance. Now, Constance was in her... Get 80- fucked, Constance. <laughs> you dumb slut. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, my God. Constance was in her 80s. Oh, my God. <laughs> and had called up Bob to talk about David Hicks. Oh, Highly relevant topic at the time. God, that's amazing. Got but no be- time for Hickey. Get but- fucked, Constant, you dumb slut. <laughs> but being I've in- had a couple of wines. I'm not afraid to tell you where to go. Fuck off, or I'll run you down with my scooter. <laughs> He's like the Alf Stewart of the radio world. <laughs> I'll smash you in the face, you dirty magistrate can't. For being in her 80s. Constance had a bit of trouble remembering Hicks's name, the person she did call to talk about. Okay. So it starts like this, from the transcript. I don't have the full audio. I'd like to talk about Higgs. No. Who are you about to talk about? <laughs> she goes, I'd like to talk about Biggs. I don't, he's know like, you, I don't know who you're talking Biggs. about, Constance. And she's like, Biggs, the man you were talking about last night. Then he goes, Hicks? You mean talk David like, Hicks? Is that he's like, yeah, Higgs. And he's like, no, no, no. H-I-C-K-S, Hicks. And she's like, yeah, Higgs. And it goes back and forth for a minute. Uh, but then, after a bit of back and forth, it leads to this. It's not that bad. He's just having a go. He's, but he's, just got so he's like, I went to Prince Alfred College, not St. Peter's College. It's like, well, like... Who the fuck cares, man? Who the fuck cares? Yeah, well, only people that went to one of those two schools <laughs> actually that, gives yeah. a shit that someone gets... Yeah. I went to Modbury High, not Modbury Heights. You yeah. <laughs> yes. I actually you stupid old <laughs> bitch. I actually quite often have that. I admit, I've admit I've had a couple of glasses of Grange. I often have that. I'll smash your face in. With my grandmother. Yeah. What are you, a bloody black magistrate? <laughs> asylum seeker. <laughs> you black asylum do seeker gooder. magistrate. Do gooder. Do, do gooder liberal, oh. politically correct nonsense. Get so, Gaz on the phone. 
He'll set you straight, you stupid old bitch. <laughs> so he calls her like a stupid bitch. Um, but the way he spoke... To be fair, though, I thought she was... You know, yeah, she sounded like... Um, <laughs> She's calling he... up his radio station. So, like, Talking you, about you, the wrong you, bloke. Can you imagine, imagine if that was like his defence in a defamation case? She like sued him because he called her a stupid old bitch and he was like, well, she's calling my radio station, so she must be a stupid old bitch. And, like, that, and that was his defence. Dismissed. It's because like, the truth is, is, is your defence in a defamation case. If you can prove that you, what you said about the person is actually true, yeah. then he's like, well, she is a stupid old bitch because she's calling up me. Yeah, I would say it. a precedent has been set that... <laughs> Anyone who has ever called up Five Double A's is a stupid old bitch. <laughs> Bang on. The way he spoke and treated the elderly listener made headlines, but this time Bob refused to say sorry over the incident, saying... I'm not saying sorry to that stupid bitch. Saying, I loved it. If it was taken in context, she had to go at me. She was being nasty. If she rang she again... She was being nasty. Like That's like classic sociopath-like behaviour. <laughs> like treating someone... Like with absolute disdain and like brutally, like just like horribly having a go at somebody. She was nasty. But then when it's pointed out that you've done something like unpleasant, trying to say that actually they were having a go at you, yeah. it's like the classic like I don't have a problem, you've got a problem, and it's like no, mate, like you can't talk to people like that. Put down the bottle, Dan. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> if she rang again, I'd do the same thing. Well, no. you would because you're a piece of <laughs> shit. But that's just like that's that, that's like that. We know that already. He was That's even... why she was ringing in the first place. <laughs> he was even featured on Media Watch two weeks later, which in their typical smug fashion often relished in his presentation style. Yeah, brilliant. Media Watch is so fucking smug, by the way. I, I don't like Media Watch. Um, have you ever watched Media Watch? Yeah, I, I enjoy it because um, I like telling journalists that they're not doing their job, <laughs> especially when they report that, I, that I've said something controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like it ever happened to us. I just yeah. don't like when people steal other people's work. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's what bums me off, no matter how coincidental it seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, I just think it's so smug. Like, I used to watch it a bit, but now I'm like, oh, looks like Channel 7 didn't respond to the allegations that they aired the Port Adelaide game footage during the Adelaide Crows footage. It's just yeah. fucking smug. A lot yeah. of it's so trite and doesn't matter. And it's like, oh, just yeah. fucking get over yourselves, Media Watch. I looked, because I found that on the Media Watch website. Their quote, Media Watch, their slogan is, everybody loves it until they're on it. That's a bit smug, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't love it. I would only love it if I was on it, I think. It's funny because, like, heroin has a similar kind of, uh, <laughs> a similar kind of catch spray, you know, it's like yeah. similar... I don't think everyone Bob... loves it until they're on it. Yeah, well, I don't know, mm. but I don't think Bob, Bob loved Media Watch. I mean, he probably loved it. He was on it, but heroin's the reverse. It's like Look, everyone hates it until they're on it. Yeah. Because he got fired up so easily, he was great entertainment, particularly in his later years. Yeah, uh, but also this made him a constant target for prank calls, including those from the Chaser, magistrates, <laughs> uh, the Chaser, John Saffron. Oh yeah, uh, sh- shitty YouTube pranksters um, and bored teenagers looking for a laugh. Uh, personal connection, including <laughs> this including, is where it gets really including good. myself. Okay, once or twice we got my friend. Um, I can't remember his name, but we were friends in like primary school. Let's like call him primary Gaz. Primary school. Uh, Nick was his name actually. Went on to play AFL footy. Right. Um, so Nick last um, name Revolt. No, Nick and I 
would just stay up listening to the radio, going through all the talkback stations and just calling one until we get through. Yeah, cool. Um, we'd just pretend to be old people because we figured out they wouldn't let us on. <laughs> yeah, air. yeah, they would. So you, you do old people. So. You're just like, I want to talk about, I want to talk about Griggs. <laughs> oh yeah, put us straight through. Yeah, that was me. You stupid um, old bitch. <laughs> oh, Not you again. <laughs> so I would put on you my dumb best slut. I would put on my best, um, like Mrs. Doubtfire accent. <laughs> <laughs> really? Can you do it for you? Do it for us? Oh god. So I used to call myself. Um, I think it was Mary. No, Mary. I, I alternated between names. It was either Mary or Virginia. You pretended like, to be a woman yeah, to get on the radio oh, yeah. in like the, the mid, the late early two, early two thousands or the no, late nineties. Like late nineties. Late nineties. So brilliant. I was Virginia or Mary, and my friend Nick was always Gordon. He did a better male accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, he was an actual man. One night, I called up about. Um, I can't remember what. There was a benefit concert of some sort. Right. John Farnham and the Living End. We're playing, and I was a big Living End fan at the time. Yep. Um, and I was like, oh, yes, I'd like to talk about the concert I saw on the TV tonight for the benefit they have in, I don't know, whatever. It was some yeah. sort of benefit yeah, for yeah, this yeah. team or yeah. one of those countries. Yeah. One of those bloody one of those asylum <laughs> seeker shitholes. Fuck them. Fuck them. They come here. Where Bob was like, nah, I don't want to talk about that. Punch him in the face. Because w- why should we be having benefits for those people? And then he's like, got into a conversation about how long I'd lived in Australia and I kind of panicked and hung up. So that was the only time I talked to Bob Francis. <laughs> why pa- didn't you just go with him and be like, oh, I've lived in Australia for a fair, I, I, for a 20 I said, years. Quite, I, I was actually trying to find the tape like <laughs> this week because I know there's a recording of it. And I was like, um, oh, so I've been back and forth from England so many times that... I don't know how long I've actually been here. Surely. And he's like, back and forth, she swings like a pendulum or something along the way. It's like, that was the quote. Because he was drunk. Yeah, probably. Yeah. He's probably trying to pick me up. Yeah. But anyway, so that was my personal I've got a connection. scooter love and I'll, uh, you give me your address and I'll, uh, I'll be well, over there you. in a minute with a bottle of Grange and in my, some pe- in my PAC uh, blazer and uh, hopefully there's no dogs on the way. And if you don't like it, I'll come over there and punch you in the face. <laughs> you, you dumb slut. You stupid old woman. But look, he was really good value. And despite being an arsehole, he was a passionate guy who continued to do a lot of good for South Australia. So, no, he did. No, no, no he, he actually did. Like, I've, like, we've got to the entertaining part where he's just ragged everyone. Okay, okay, okay. Look, on record, he, he did do a lot of good for SA. Um, he, he did punch that magistrate in the face <laughs> that everyone hates. Look, uh, just one. You know the one I'm talking about. He drew massive crowds um, across the steps of Parliament House when... Um, he pleaded for justice for a family of a cyclist that was killed in a hit and run. And this led to a royal commission um, and a massive change in the law. So Bob Francis... Was the cyclist killed in a hit and run by Bob Francis Francis drunk on a scooter? I was trying to avoid a dog and I may have hit the cyclist. But in my defence, he's a stupid old bitch. In the face. <laughs> Take this to the Royal Commission or I'll smash all those High Court judges in the face. I'll go in there and I'll smash those High Court judges in the face. Uh, so Bob Francis helped change the law for better and always fought for what he believed in. After just breaking the law, whatever he felt like he didn't want. Yeah, okay. In July 2013, Francis announced he would be retiring from radio and he made his last broadcast in August, which included many messages from well-wishers. Just a 45-minute <laughs> rant <laughs> against the blacks and old people. <laughs> Uh, in the end, in his closing statement, he said, sure, I got no regrets. Sure, there might have been some times when I would have done things differently, but then it wouldn't have been me. Francis... <laughs> what kind uh, of a... What kind of a... Like, what like, kind of justification no is that? Should have done things differently, but I wouldn't have. <laughs> should, 
Should have done things differently. Shouldn't have encouraged people to smash judges in the face. But you know what? Actually, when I think about it, fuck it. I would say it again. It's like, what? It's like, uh, I've, I've made mistakes. But actually, you know what? They weren't mistakes. You're, you're the mistake. What an absolute lunatic. Uh, but that's who he was. That was Bob. If anyone's a mistake, it's you and that bloody judge. <laughs> and that face of yours. And I'll smash it in. <laughs> Francis passed away peacefully on November 12th. <laughs> well, fucking hell. 2016. Like, you know. So he only died like six months ago. When we oh, okay. Well, well, yeah, but to be fair, it's yeah. what he would have wanted. Oh, it so is as well. We are him. We are essentially him. We're just assholes with microphones. Yeah, except we're not having it, We're not having a go at people based on their race or no. their age or oh, their no, I gender. Will have, I will have a go at old people, though. Oh, well, yeah. No, they stink. They stink. <laughs> Hundreds of well-wishers attended his funeral, which, you know, does say a lot about him. With a good friend stating, many people perceived him to be... Uh, sorry, what was this? Many, perceived, many people perceived him to be an old bastard on air, but in reality, he had a heart of gold. Couldn't have an open casket because there was a magistrate looking around, <laughs> walking around hoping to smash him in the face. Put his fist into his head. A magistrate that went to, 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 to St. Saint, to Saint Peter's rather than PAC. He's out here in my Saints blazer, and I'm hoping to just smash him in the face. Uh, he is survived by his fifth wife. Wonder, wonder why he got through so many. <laughs> wonder why he got through so many. You stupid old bitch. Smash your face I've in. had a couple of glasses of Grange, and I'll smash your face uh, in. But I would... Look, that's Bob Francis. Think what you want about him. He did do a lot of good for South Australia. <laughs> he did do a lot of bad things. He bought the Beatles here in 1964, so there if that's go. not a win for the team, Look, I don't know what is. That's what they wrote the song about it. Will you still love me when I'm 64? Bob Francis. Really? Yep. <laughs> I just happened to think of another Beatles pun to put in there But I'd like to play this one last call to Bob Francis Because it's absolute comedy gold um, Okay, let's do right, it let's, 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 do finish, it. let's finish on a high Let's finish on a high note Bob, classic Bob oh. Hello Bob Yes, dear. Now then Yes Last night you spoke about the flag And you spoke about the behaviour of the footy players Yes <laughs> So straight, first up She sounds like she's fresh out of a Monty and skin. Yeah, yeah. Last night, <laughs> so posh. you talked about the the footy players, the footy players, and the flag. You're you're not you're not a real radio host. You've just got two coconuts and you're banging them together. She's such a Monty Python skit. Here we go. And you were very very rude indeed. You know what you said. What did I say? You were very, very rude. You've been a naughty boy, and you'll get your bottom spanked. You're not the messiah. You're she's a very so... naughty oh, boy. God, she's so good. She's such good value. And you behave very, very badly. What did I say? What did I say well, that I was bad? Well, I can't repeat it. <laughs> what did I say that was bad? What did you say that was bad? Yeah. You were referring to their backside. <laughs> I won't say what you said. You know what you said. I really can't remember, but you were... You were referring to their backsides. You were speaking about their bottoms. So, so British. It was scandalous. This is you. This is this is classic me versus you. You're the British woman, and I'm the Australian asshole. Yeah, that's 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 our whole setup. I referred to whose backsides. You said that they do not honour the flag or yes. sing the anthem. They don't. That's true. Right. You said they were backside assholes. Ah. Oh, you oh. said it again. Amazing. I'm putting another tick on the board because you've said it again. <laughs> Bob Swear Jar. Oh, right, oh, goodness listen. me. Oh, oh I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you would be sorry. Yeah. You're a pig at times. You're dead right 
Sylvia. Up your ass too, Sylvia. <laughs> Up your ass, He's like Rodney, the, like the Rodney Rude of like the radio world. He's like, up your ass, you dumb old slut. Oh, God. Oh. No, 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 yes. This goes on for like five more minutes. Okay. Uh, then it reaches... Get to the bit where he, where he encourages her to punch a magistrate in the face. Oh, then it gets to this point. Your skin is as thick as a rhinoceros. And it's funny, like he's mocking her, but he's clearly like more drunk than she is. Um, then she starts suggesting what language he should use instead. You know what? Don't don't smash a judge's face in. Just call him a silly roo. Yeah, that will, don't, that don't get the ratings on don't 5 Don't call AA. someone an arsehole on the radio. You should be using language like, you rhinoceros. <laughs> She's just naming animals. <laughs> She's just, you crocodile. <laughs> no, you should call him like a, a cat. <laughs> you platypus. This quote coming up is possibly one of my favourite quotes of all time. Okay, <laughs> just because it. of how low she thinks of Bob Francis. Okay, really. <laughs> there's drugs, there's the internet, and there's the Bob internet. Francis. <laughs> there's drugs. There's drugs. There's the internet. There's the internet. And then there's, there's Bob, Bob Francis. Francis. Oh my God. Bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the barrel. Worse than drugs. Worse than drugs. Worse than the internet. Yeah. There's Bob Francis. Oh, He's the very classic, bottom of the pyramid. Classic. There's a few of you. Here I am. Good night. Oh, you're going, are you? I am now. Good well, night. You, I, I hate to think your husband is going to cop the bloody breast of this now. You don't have to worry about him. What a pain in the ass. He no, must be you, you <laughs> can really see why he got through. F- you can't, can't possibly understand why he got through five wives. Guess what, darling? You've made the switchboard light up. It's beautiful. Piss off, you dickhead! <laughs> you made the switchboard light up. Piss off, you dickhead! That's oh, so good. That's, that's just a, that's a typical night for Bob Francis in his later days. That's just how it was, and you can see why that would draw the ratings. I would listen to that. Yeah. Who wouldn't? I want to listen to that. I Where wanna... can I get more of that? <laughs> I know. Let's just, what we should do is we'll set up a secondary podcast where we just listen to classic just... Bob Francis calls. <laughs> and, and just... we just... <laughs> get him. Uh, uh, in Bob's farewell, he said, getting into hot water never really bothered me. At least it keeps That's you... good. At least it keeps you clean. I don't know what that even means. But he thought it was a funny line to put in his farewell. That's cool. That's good. So, Tom, there's drugs. There's the internet. And, and there's, there's Bob, Bob Francis. Francis. And that is the story of Bob Francis. Have a, have, have a lol. Have a, have Goodison a laugh. Brewery, thank have you for lull. the beer of the episode. Cheers, mate. And it's, yep, the, uh, the Goodison Brewery Pale Ale. And you know what? It's a, it's a good drop. You know what, Goodison Brewery? You should give me a free beer or I'll smash your face in. <laughs> yeah. Should we just start calling up people and saying we'll smash your face in? Go down to McLaren Val and smash the face in, you bloody dickhead. <laughs> it's Adelope.